Now, don't panic. Everyone wants to panic because they see these massive losses in their portfolios. It's very stressful, but you have to make sure don't panic. It's You have to kind of weather the storm. So a lot of people have reached out to me in terms of people I work with, and they're wondering, well, I've seen my account value go down. Should I move to something that's more safe? And you have to be careful about that because even though it's going to make you feel better emotionally that you moved into something that's safer, you're going to miss when everything recovers. Welcome into the Free Retiree Show. Thank you, listeners, for joining us. I'm your host, Wealth Manager Lee Michael Murphy, and I'm alongside my pal, the Venezuelan persuasion, the King of Silicon Valley, Sergio Patterson. How you doing, bud? Doing great. I appreciate the uh, amazing intro, as always. Yes. For today's podcast, we were talking about how to handle a recession. Everyone's talking about it right now. Everyone's scared. Markets are being kind of crazy, kind of bordering on bear market territory right now. Some sectors are in a bear market. So it's kind of crazy. But sir, you've been texting me a lot and we've had other friends that have been talking about the concerns. What do you think uh, people are concerned about in this uh, current environment? Yeah, if I have my like Silicon Valley hat on, like what I'm seeing is what's scary is a lot of big companies are either doing hiring freezes or you're seeing a lot of startups doing layoffs. There's a number of companies, just Google it right now. So for me, that's a little bit scary. That's how I put food on the table. So when I start seeing layoffs and hiring freezes, that that is to me a major sign that you have a number of companies whose stock have pretty much been cut in half over the last Mm -hmm. couple of months. So that's scary. And then just like the question of, do I invest now? It, does it just mean stocks are on sale? Like We have friends who have been asking, like, what do we do? And I think this episode is just going to be helpful to, to kind of calm people down a little bit and then maybe give some people some uh, insight into what to do. Yeah. So for today's podcast, this is going to be a great one for all of you that are concerned about the economy. We're going to talk about the state of the economy. We're going to be talking about what needs to happen for the markets to recover and the economy to start getting better. We're also going to talk about the impact of recessions. We don't know if we're in one, we may be, but we're going to talk about how you prepare for them and how you come out stronger, right? So I think this is going to be a really great episode for all you people that are concerned with your money. So let's talk. Is there a recession coming? (sighs) Dun, dun, dun. And my answer, you might not like this. There is always a recession coming. Not to be insensitive to people's feelings about how the economy is, but really recessions are just part of economics. Yes, they're always scary. They make us feel uncomfortable and it's always painful when they happen, but there's always a recession coming. So let's talk about the current environment. So currently we have surging food and energy prices. Attorney Matt McElroy couldn't make it today. I think we told him we were going to be talking about recessions and surging fuel prices. And he knew that I was going to ask him about his Hummer and uh, how he's he's doing at the gas tank. So he had to court stuff, but I think he just wanted to... Dodge the uh, fuel price question. We have an <laughs> ongoing war uh, right now with Russia and Ukraine. Mortgage rates have gone up two percent in a very short amount of time over ne- over the last couple months. We had a negative GDP number for Q1, and inflation is at a forty-year high. So these are all things that are concerning, Serge. I, I know you drive a Tesla, so you haven't had to feel the uh, the gas pump. But man, a year ago when I was going to the gas pump, I was around $70, I believe, when I was filling up. I was kind of 
wait till my gas tank is close to empty and then I fill it up. And I was right around $70, maybe a little bit less. Uh, a couple months ago, I think it was I was around 90 something dollars, which was significant a month about ago. A, a month ago? Yeah, I think that was no, probably a couple a month and a half ago. It says around 90. And then uh, in the month I was up around a hundred. And then I last last time I checked, I was right around 110 when I was filling up my gas tank. So and, and you have a regular sedan. Like yeah, just a regular size V6 sedan. Probably or V4, I don't know. Yeah. Uh V6. It's but yeah, gas prices are crazy. I mean, uh what have you, how's your Tesla been doing? I mean, you don't have to fill up, but Yeah. So obviously yeah, I'm saving energy uh, prices. Energy prices have I was gonna say that energy, the cost of supercharging. So that's one thing we I can do when you own an electric car, you can go and you can go charge faster right? That costs money. The cost of energy has gone up a little bit, but I'm still, it's, I'm still saving money compared to gas prices. But what's a little bit worried, like worrying is like everything's rising. So like, and it costs of energy is going up. So your PG&E bill is getting higher, like gas is getting higher. But yeah, man, I do not regret getting the electric car. I'd recommend hybrid electric for anybody out there. If we're, we're talking about finances, like people are spending two, three, 400 bucks a month on gas. Yeah, it's wild. Like we've talked about this before, where we always tell people when you're buying a car, it's generally a bad financial decision. <laughs> in this rare situation, yeah. you could make an argument if you bought a Tesla in the last couple of years, it was one of the best financial decisions if it, you're driving a regular car. So it has been so far. <laughs> it's been worked it out for Sergio. <laughs> Not so well for Matt and his Hummer. What, did what, how, how did we just buy a Hummer? Too? Like, I don't know who, who does that. Who just goes? Oh, go buy a Hummer today. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, we love our attorney, Matt, but yeah. So I, I guarantee you the, the Hummer is killing him at this point in time, which is why he's not here today. So he, he bowed out of shame. Let's talk about the good things though. There is some silver linings here. So right now everyone's in panic mode, but if we look at, let's look at how the economy is doing in terms of the consumer. Consumption is still high. Consumers are spending money, which is always a good thing for the economy. And unemployment numbers, they look good right now. So right now, it's more of a situation. There's a lot of job openings and people just don't want to jump at them, but there at least is job openings. So I would say that is the positive in all this is if I was to hit the alarm bell, it would be, okay, people are losing jobs at a rapid rate and there's not a lot of jobs available. Right. Not to say that that won't happen. That is that there's always that potential. But right now, the data that's coming in is pretty good where we need what we need to see for this to turn around. And it all comes down to one big thing. Serge, let's see if you can guess what it is. See if what, well, the question is what we need to do to turn it around. What is the one big factor to turn this whole shit show around? Gosh, I don't know. I, I don't know if we need to. I, I don't know. I can't even make a guess. I, I, I don't so know. <laughs> the main thing is inflation. Inflation. Oh, yeah. I mean, inflation. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Inflation is what we need to figure out right now because we've had this roaring inflation over the last half a year. It just keeps getting higher and higher. One good sign, though, is recently, month over month, it went slightly down. Now, that does not to say that it can't keep rising, but at least it's showing signs of some resistance of topping out and slowing down a bit. So I think that is a good sign. Right now you have the Fed that has raised rates to combat the rising inflation. 
and they are they stop their quantitative easing or their bond buying programs to kind of juice up the economy. Generally, when monetary policy changes happen, it takes a long time for them to take effect. But they are aggressively raising rates to people that were trying to shop for a mortgage about three months ago. We're getting it in the low threes, mid threes in terms of their percent. Now it's up at the mid fives. So it, it's crazy how fast they've raised the rates and how, you know, how strongly they are trying to get the inflation rate down. So I think they'll do it. And that will be the key. What people want to see, what uh, investors want to see is they want to see inflation going down while profits start to rise. And I think that once we see the inflation tick down, that's going to translate to a growing economy and asset value starting to appreciate again. How does so when it, like when we say inflation going down, inflation happens when we we pump the money into the economy and it's almost like we're all like we're running this tab that we haven't paid yet, right? Well, that's a debt part of it, but inflation is just your money becoming worthless. Is a good way to describe it is it doesn't buy what it once did because yeah. prices are just soaring out of control. How do you see inflation going back down? So what the Fed is doing right now. The aggressively raising rates, their bond buying program, like when they do quantitative easing or they buy bonds that goes into the economy that juices everything up, they stop that. And then just raising rates, like right now, the cost of money is more expensive. So are people going to pay that? Naturally, people aren't. They're going to slow down their spending habits, which should cause inflation to get back under control. I mean, before when you had these low interest rate environments and they pumped all the money in the system, everyone was buying houses and all that. Now it's more expensive. So people are slowing that. That's slowing down. You got it's more expensive to buy a house now because they've raised the rates. The cost of borrowing money for any loan is going up, right? And then businesses, they rely on loans to. You know, startup and increase their profits and grow their business. And that cost has gone up. So inherently, a lot of this will slow down the economy because what they want is they want inflation around 2%. That's kind of a healthy inflation range. Right now, we're north of eight. That's not good. So we got to figure that out. Got it. So let's talk about how you survive the recession, right? Remember, these things are normal and you just got to prepare for them. Whether we have one now or we have one later, it's coming. But first thing, is an emergency fund. I know. Ah, my favorite. Yes, yeah, so you love this tip. You love it. Yeah, three to six months of cash in the bank. I know it's a lot for a lot of people. And a lot of people think it's not reasonable, but this is the time where you're really grateful if you've worked on getting one. According to Bankrate, they found that 22% of Americans have more credit card debt than savings. And this was in February of 2022. So that's, that's kind of sad. So we as a society, you need to prioritize getting more money in our savings to protect our families and have more financial security and not rely so much on credit cards. Tip number two for surviving a recession, pay off your high interest debts and credit cards. So that is something that tends to unravel when you get into recession. Yeah. If you have a less money coming in, job loss, and you have the credit card it's with high interest rate on top of it, it's just a recipe for disaster. So if you're getting nervous and you're figuring out like, well, I got to get my stuff together right now because this could get bad. Look at your high interest debts and try to pay those down to prepare for a potential bad thing. If you want to be in a better situation, if you're worried about a potential recession, paying that down makes sense. If you were to prioritize 
it sounds like the s- savings is the top priority. Absolutely. Like if someone had to choose, do I pay it down my credit card debt or should I save the, should I put that 50 a month into savings or should I put that 50 a month to the credit card? Get the emergency fund. I would say get the emergency funds okay. and then take out the debt. Got it. But don't, but the key is after you get the savings, don't slow down and leave it. And like most people do is they get a little extra money and they're like, ah, well, I'll just leave it. But keep the momentum. You, you got your three to six months, then start chipping, using that money that you were saving every single month to get the emergency fund together, use that to take out the debt. So tip number three is budgeting. You have to look at your budget and you have to cut back on your expenses. And we're I'm a big fan of the 50-30-20 surge. 50% essential, 30% discretionary, 20% savings. You really got to live by that right now, keeping yeah. that 30% to discretionary. So right now we're getting into the summer and people want to they want to spend money on trips. Yeah. This is a real bad time. If you have talking about the two things that we just talked about. If you have the high debt, if you don't have the emergency fund, I would strongly recommend that you don't get a vacation going for the summer because we are not to say that everything's falling apart, but the alarm is sounding right now. This <laughs> It's, yeah, you got to be. Smart. Every time you hear the fire, you don't always need to panic, but you definitely need to look around. And that's kind of where we're at right now. So I would strongly recommend get those other things under control before you spend money on summer vacation. Yeah, we're, uh, the way I'm thinking about it is like, if I can afford to just pay it with my cash, if it's like a three or $400 trip, I'm going to do it. But if I have that, oh, I, let me put it on the credit card. We're not going to do it this summer. There you if go. it's something I can just, I can be okay with. Money-wise, and that's what we're going to do. The other thing real quick, dude, is when you talk about budgeting and saving, there's a lot you can do around like these little things like mobile phone. Like I, I switched carriers to a Spectrum mm-hmm. and I'm saving like 108 bucks a month. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just by switch. There's so many little things that you can do that you, we, you don't even realize until you actually look at everything you're spending. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, I used to be a Verizon customer and Verizon's great. Super expensive though, Super expensive. 140 bucks or 30 bucks a month. Went to Xfinity, got my bill down to 40 for yeah. all the same, all the same stuff, same pretty reception. Pretty much the same, same, pretty yeah. much so, the same service. So look at those easy changes because those little things, they might not seem like a lot, but they make a massive difference because theoretically you're using that little difference to pay down the debt, get the emergency fund in order, invest it if you're in a real great situation. So yeah, those little things matter for sure. So let's talk about the investment management. So We've had some people reach out to us because they're very concerned about the current environment. So the first thing is, you know, don't panic. Everyone wants to panic because they see these massive losses in their portfolios. It's very stressful, but you have to make sure don't panic. It's you have to kind of weather the storm. So a lot of people have reached out to me in terms of people I work with, and they're wondering, oh, I've seen my account value go down. Should I move to something that's more safe? And you have to be careful about that because even though it's going to make you feel better emotionally that you moved into something that's safer, you're going to miss when everything recovers. Mm-hmm. So right there, by making that move for safety, you're saying, I'm taking a loss. And I would say, if you need the money, if you need the money and you need to pull it out in a relatively short time frame, for some, yeah, go ahead and move to safety. Know that you're going to take a little bit of a loss, but you need that money. If you don't need that money, try not to do that. Try to get your nerves under control and just kind of ride this out. You're going to see 40% drops during recessions. That's so, although we're saying like 
oh my gosh, this is crazy. This has happened before, right? When you get into these sort of markets, 40% drops, not unheard of. And even though the general market isn't there, we have sectors that are there. Do, um, do you see it going? Is this, are we at near the bottom? It's really tough to say. Okay. It's really tough to say. I judge where we're at, the general market and how far it drops. So right now at the general market, we're right around bear market territory, which is like a 20% drop, close to. Okay. If we look at the worst recessions in the early 70s, in, in 2008, those were 40% drops. So I try okay. to gauge everything by like those past events to gauge where we're currently at. So it's so, bad, but it's not awful yet. Exactly. Alarm sounding, but it's bad, but not awful, awful. So remember, things are on sale. So right now, this is the time to buy. You have to keep that mindset. Everyone right now is thinking, well, I don't want to buy. I need to go to safety and not buy any more stocks. It's got to be counterintuitive about this. You have to look at buying securities while they're on sale. So that is another big tip. That part's the hardest thing to do, man. To it be is honest, so as hard. like a retail investor or whatever, like you see everything tanking. Like, why should tough. I buy this? This is just awful to see everything going down. But that's the right decision. And I will say this: make sure you buy quality. Right. Mm-hmm. The big mistake that uh, we see is people that are traders. They buy crap investments. Now they're just trying to game the market and buy this, sell it higher buy quality, right? With whatever it is, whatever asset you're in, make sure it's high quality because this is the time when the bad companies or the companies that aren't as strong, they, they end up going out of business and that's how you get hurt. So buy high quality. Like that. So let's talk about the solutions to getting everything back. We talked about this a little bit. Inflation is number one. We got to get that under control. Fed is doing an aggressive move to combat that. And then after that, you got things like the Ukraine war, you got the supply chain, but they're far behind the main part, which is inflation. Those things like the war are contributing to higher inflation. Yeah. But the main thing I believe is that we just juiced up the economy a bit too much during COVID. I mean, there was too much people getting all this free money. It was insane. It was, it was like a trillion dollar package, right? The war, we've only pumped out like oh, this was, yeah, low no. billions, I feel like. No, they like doubled the money supply. Yeah, during COVID, which it was way too much. So that's the what war we're is just seeing. an easy. That's like an easy excuse, but that's I don't see that as the reason. It's a little bit supply chain is a bit of it too, yeah. but really we just put a little bit too much money and things got a little too hot. So if we can get the inflation under control, everything will get better. So awesome! I think that will happen. Opportunities for the recession, like we talked about, assets are on sale. You can look at asset repositioning, but I would always suggest that you. Don't back out of your equities or your more volatile investments for safer. That's a bad move. But if you have investments that haven't gone down as much and you can buy into the areas of weakness, this is a good time to consider it. So make sure you talk to your financial advisor, take a look at it yourself, see if that makes sense for your life. And then tax loss harvesting is something else that you can look at for accounts that aren't necessarily retirement accounts, but regular trading accounts, if you've taken a lot, you can look at tax loss harvesting, which is basically selling the security and then buying into another one. It gives you the tax advantages, the tax advantages of taking the loss. And then you can buy another security that's maybe discounted and hopefully oh, ride that up. So that's something to look at. I'm not telling you to do it. It's not, you definitely talk to your uh, financial professional, your accountant, see if it makes sense for you. But those are things to consider. So Serge, any, anything I left out? 
No, I think this is good timing. We have a lot of friends and people who have been asking, and I myself, I'm wondering what to do. I think it's a scary time because there's so much uncertainty. So this was helpful. I think you covered it all, man. Awesome. Well, if you guys have questions for us, make sure you to reach out to us. Ask at thefreeretiree.com. Happy to help you out whenever, whichever way we can, but hang in there. This too shall pass. All right. Just remember, this is, and this is not the first time ever. Every time we have a bad event, everyone says, <laughs> this is the first time ever. It's always the it's first not. time ever. All right. So just hopefully that brings you comfort. And uh, yeah, we will try to give you good advice and help you through this difficult situation. But if you have questions, oh, you, left out one, you left out one thing. Just don't, people just don't look at your trading apps. It's yeah. best when I just don't look at Charles Schwab, then I just don't know. I don't know how bad it is. <laughs> yeah, don't actually don't, during this time, not looking is probably better. <laughs> Myopic loss aversion, right? We talked about that on a previous podcast. The more you look, the more irrational you become. <laughs> so, all right, listeners, thanks for tuning in to us. You've been listening to the Free Retiree Show. So long for now. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated, member of FINRA, www.finra.org, SIPC, www.sipc.org, a separate entity. Lee Michael Murphy is licensed for the California Department of Insurance, license 0H18660. Lee Michael Murphy is a investment advisor representative with Securities America Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The free retiree, Securities America Advisors, and Securities America Incorporated are separate entities. Career Advisor Sergio Patterson, Attorney Matt McElroy are not affiliated with Securities American Advisors or Securities America Incorporated. Securities American Advisors, Securities American Incorporated, and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. The content heard in this podcast is not intended to be tax, investment, or legal advice and is intended as general guidance only. You should contact your own tax advisor, financial advisor, or attorney to answer questions about your specific situation or needs before acting upon this information. Third-party source information or comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. A portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of LinkedIn Incorporated or Microsoft Corporation. The opinions of attorney Matt McElroy do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and company.